0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 25, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The Russia-Georgia conflict is the culmination of decades of Russia being treated like a Cold War loser by the United States. So how does the U.S. avoid sparking another Cold War? Ted Galen Carpenter, the Cato Institute's Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies,
1: comments. Tensions have been building between Russia and the United States and and the West generally for a good number of years. Uh, Russia felt that when it was very weak in the 1990s, the United States and its NATO allies pushed Moscow around repeatedly with regard to NATO expansion, with regard to showing utter contempt for Russia's longstanding interests in the Balkans. Uh, with the NATO response both in Bosnia and then later the NATO war against Serbia to detach the uh, province of Kosovo from Serbia. Russia was uh, simply too weak to do much of anything except uh, offer anemic protests. But when Putin came to power, he began trying to rebuild Russia's strength. He has done so rather successfully. And he was also uh, the recipient of good luck, Russia with oil at uh, $120 a barrel is in much better shape economically than Russia with oil at $15 or $20 a barrel. And the same is true for a number of other commodities. Uh, The revenue flows into the Russian government are quite extensive at this point, much larger than they were a decade ago. And the Putin government moved to rebuild, to some extent at least, Russia's military strength. Uh, There have been indications now for several years that uh, Moscow is becoming much more assertive. It is not willing to tolerate uh, being treated as the defeated power in the Cold War anymore. This action in Georgia is the culmination of that kind of change in Moscow's attitude and policy.
0: Even in his early days in office, Putin gave clear indications that he wanted Russia to be uh, treated as part of the West.
1: What happened? Russia wants to be treated as part of the West, but largely on its terms. Uh, That is to say, uh, the West is not supposed to uh, meddle in Russia's internal political affairs, even as the political system turns ever more authoritarian. And the West is to treat Russia as an equal, not as some poor relation. And uh, the United States has been very, very slow to adjust to the changing realities. The major European countries have been a little bit faster in adjusting to the change. For example, when the Bush administration foolishly pushed forward with a proposed NATO membership action plan for both Ukraine and Georgia, a number of U.S. NATO allies, most notably Germany and France, but others as well, uh, refused to go along with that and uh, basically uh, delayed the process indefinitely with the NATO summit in Bucharest uh, earlier this year. uh, There was simply a vague commitment that uh, membership remained open eventually to any country, including these two. That was a far cry from what the Bush administration wanted.
0: How likely is it that this new noise created by Russia is actually going to pave the way for uh, an increased push for NATO expansion? It's hard to
1: predict how the European members of NATO will react to the uh, use of military force by Russia in Georgia. We seem to have three factions in NATO at this point. The East European countries, the ones closest to Russia, want NATO to take a very firm, I, I would argue even reckless, stand against Moscow right now on behalf of Georgia. On the other hand, what uh, Secretary of Defense Don Rumsfeld once derisively referred to as old Europe, especially Germany, France, uh, to some extent Italy as well, Uh realize that Europe is uh, heavily dependent on Russia for its energy supplies and uh, perhaps would not want Russia to encounter a, quote, technical problem, unquote, with the natural gas pipeline in, say, February 2009 in the middle of winter. And so there is a recognition that the West needs Russia at least as much as Russia needs the West. So the Old-line major NATO countries want a fairly cautious conciliatory policy toward Russia. The United States is somewhere in between, but closer to the East European perspective than the perspective of its traditional NATO allies. As a result, at the latest NATO meeting earlier this week, um, there was a compromise uh, statement, but one that on balance was pretty weak and reflected uh, the uh, views, I think, more of the West European countries than any other faction.
0: Why is the United States closer to the Eastern European view of
1: uh, how to deal with Russia? Washington is angry at Russia for what it did in Georgia. Uh, U.S. officials were embarrassed by what happened because the U.S. had made at least vague commitments to Georgia and had praised the Georgian government as a model of freedom and democracy in the region. And to have Russia just march in and uh, show the uh, the Georgian client to be uh, weak and ineffectual uh, certainly was not a, uh, a great moment for the Bush administration's foreign policy. Not that it's had many great moments. And uh, Washington, therefore, wants a fairly strong stance uh, in response to Russia. But people like Condoleezza Rice understand that the U.S. should not want to have a second Cold War with Russia. The East Europeans, I don't think, would mind that at all. It would define the relationship very clearly. It would draw the line emphatically with regard to the projection of Russian power westward. I think the key point in this unfortunate episode in georgia and and one has to grieve certainly for the suffering of the people in that country but it's important to recognize that the united states and russia have a lot of interests in common washington should do nothing to jeopardize those important interests for example we absolutely need russia's help if there's any hope of derailing iran's nuclear program without russia's active cooperation even the slim chance of settling the iranian nuclear problem peacefully goes out the window we need russia's help with regard to transit rights for the u.s mission in afghanistan if russia withdraws that our mission in that country becomes much more difficult. Russia now owns over a quarter of a trillion dollars in U.S. debt, including some debt related to uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Uh, We would like Russia, given the current credit problems in the United States, to continue being a buyer of U.S. debt. It would not be in our interest for Russia to sit on the sidelines, much less become a seller of debt. We need Russia's help on the North Korea nuclear crisis. So all of these things should cause U.S. officials to understand that, yes, we've had a problem with regard to Georgia, um, but we don't want to let these tensions get out of hand.
0: Ted Galen Carpenter is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute and author of the new book, Smart Power. You can buy your copy at Cato.org.